Meditation, for me, was an area of my life which I'd never really looked into. It was something that I had heard about for many years, and it just seemed completely beyond my reasoning. I was quite a logical guy, and I thought, no, how can just sitting there affect your life in such a big way? But having experienced what it can do, I'm now quite a convert about it. I've found that in all aspects of my life, it's become such a big part that I couldn't see my life without it. My name is Peter Clark. I'm 61 years old. I'm a retired firefighter. I'm originally from Leeds in West Yorkshire, and I'm currently living in Kingston-upon-Hull. Being a firefighter is, for me, the greatest job I've ever done. You never know what you're going to be doing. It's such uh, an open door. It's also very stressful at times because if you don't know what you're going to, your stress levels are going to go up. So you want to be prepared to uh, tackle whatever the job is that you're going to. Obviously, there are jobs where they are really, really distressing. There is no way around that you're going to be affected by that. The way the, the fire service works is because we are a family, we have that backup support from each other. When you're actually on station, you're on call anytime. There's no time when you're not ready for a job. <coughs> when it comes to your downtime, you cannot fully, fully relax. I don't think I've ever really slept properly in 30 years in the fire service. Meditation towards the end of my career, that certainly helped in the way I dealt with the stress and what the job entailed. That allowed my breathing to come down and my heart rate to come down. So I was able to think more clearly, act more decisively. Uh, I retired uh, two years ago. I do miss it, I do miss that life but it's allowed me just to uh, relax more now. I just, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my retirement. I came across uh, meditation when my girlfriend, Ihua, who's a Chinese Buddhist, she taught me about meditation that she does. I actually met her uh, on the internet about seven years ago. We started off with just emailing each other and then the conversations got more involved. Then we went on to Skype, so we were able to see each other and it was, it was just a, a nice thing. Then she said, why don't you come over here to uh, Chengdu in China? So I said, great, I'd love to do that. I've always wanted to go to China. So this was my big opportunity. 
got on the plane and uh, I went to Chengdu, which is actually situated just near Tibet. It was just uh, such a, a wonderful experience and to actually meet her in person was fantastic, it really was. We've just gotten so well, we've never looked back. When I was in China, I was helping design a house over there. It was really stressful for me. I was doing all the interior design and things weren't going really well with the people I was involved with and of course my stress levels was really bad. Ihua, she's a doctor, so of course she saw the reaction I was having and she says, look, you really need to just sort of calm down and learn some techniques because this is not good for you. Through her, I started to learn about proper meditation and doing proper breathing. That really took me to another level in my practice. When you first start meditation, you're always self-conscious of everything. I remember when Ihiwa would sit me down, I was just chuckling. I just couldn't, I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> I just thought, what am I doing? Your mind and your thoughts are constantly going round and round and round, and it's like something that you just cannot stop. To think that you could actually do something about that where you can slow it down and to have some sort of control over that thought process, I just thought that was really interesting. But when I first started, oh, my mind was just completely all over the place. Within hours sat down, my legs were aching, my back started to ache. It was just a complete nightmare. But Ihua would just say to me, look, just try and just focus on your breathing. You will get there eventually. I would talk to Ihua every day and I would discuss with her the problems that I was having. My mind was still wandering everywhere. I wasn't able to relax and focus. 10 minutes was my maximum then. I was getting kind of a bit frustrated, thinking, well, I should be doing better here. And she goes, no, no, this takes a lifetime. <laughs> There's people out there who've been doing it for many, many years, and they're still learning. You've just got to be patient with yourself and just take things one at a time. It's hard to imagine not meditating now. Before, it was the other way around, but uh, to not meditate, it's, it's just not part of my makeup anymore. I, it's kind of like reprogram my way of thinking about things. It becomes a natural process to do a certain amount of meditation each day. So my initial meditation starts first thing in the morning when I wake up, I'm in bed, and it's just that initial awareness that you've come from the dream state into the waking state. So I do my deep breathing then, and I'll do it like a light stretch just to get into the day. That will last maybe 10 minutes. I will have uh, some light breakfast, and then I will go and do my full routine.
usually starts off with some loose exercises, some deep breathing, and then I do my yoga stretching. Then I would change to the meditation side. So this is uh, my living room. I have uh, the cushion, which I put on the floor, and I also have my bolster cushion. These are placed eastwards because that is the normal practice for meditation, where you have to face east. This is the Buddhist side. At the beginning of the practice, I always start with the sound of the bell. And that means that you can actually now start the process of the meditation. Just take a few deep breaths and then just allow myself to flow and let my body just sink and relax. And I will do that for 20 to 30 minutes and that will be the start of my day. Unfortunately, the lotus position is way beyond me. There is no way with my knees that I can ever get into that. For some people who meditate, it's very important that they do that full pose. But for me, I'm quite happy just doing cross-legged. I've been meditating now for over six years, and it's something that I can struggle with at times. You do get days where you can't sit properly. Your thoughts are just too powerful and you can't calm them down. There is no way you can stop the thought process. All you can do is have some control and try and slow it down. Allow the thoughts to come and just let them go. When you start to get attached to them, that's when the problems start to arise. You've just got to be gentle with yourself. You've just got to say, okay, today is not a good day. I'll just allow things to happen. I'll do what I can. Even if it's just like 10 minutes, concentrate on your breathing. Whatever thoughts come in, they will eventually drift off. Keeping meditation with you all the time has now become a, like an automatic reaction. Before, when I first started my practice, it was a case of, okay, I do my practice in the morning, do my practice in the evening. What happens in between is not really relevant. But I learned that, in fact, what's in between is even more relevant. I want to meditate. I want to carry on that feeling through whatever I'm doing. Like, uh, so I do my running, I also do my artwork. Uh, here we are now, we're in my uh, studio, in my house, where I tend to do all my illustrations. Uh, I have a small uh, table, which I have everything on. I have a stool. 
This is where I do my main work. Yes, so this is the, the work I'm doing for my friend in Scotland. And it's uh, two illustrations of a Christmas Carol. The, the artwork is actually done basically in pen and ink, which I, I do enjoy doing. And uh, it's, it's like a wash with various Indian inks that I have. And it creates just uh, the perfect illustration for the Christmas Carol. You're aware of things around you, but you're not aware. You're just totally in that moment where you're actually creating that piece of work. For me, that is the nearest I get to full mindfulness that everyone experiences. The pandemic was an interesting time, I think, for everybody. When you're suddenly thrust into a situation where you've got to spend time with yourself, Mentally, that's a big strain. Thankfully, through meditation, it just gave me a, a strength to know that I am happy with myself being by myself and that I don't need to rely on too many people to get me through this. This has been the ultimate practice for my patients. 10 years ago, it would have been very different. But now, through my meditation, I've accepted things more. And that's what Ihua has helped me with, the acceptance that, OK, we can't see each other, but we will be able to see each other at some time in the future. I'm just waiting for the day when things can go back to some normality and I can see her again. With everything else in life, when you're starting something, it's difficult at first. It's like learning a language. It's like learning to ride a bicycle. You're going to fall off. You're going to hurt yourself. Things aren't going to go right, so you've just got to be kind to yourself. Just give yourself time and say, right, I'm going to go with the flow and just allow myself to learn it at my own pace in my own time. Anyone can do it. If, if I can do meditation, anyone can do meditation. It just opens up a new world. When your mind is closed, you're missing out on so much of life. You really are. The most important thing in your life is to have experiences. The Practices was produced by Radio Wolfgang for Light. For more information, visit light.app. This episode featured Pete Clark. It was produced and sound designed by Holly Aquilina and the executive producer was Ellie Di Martino. Listener.